Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. Now you've had me as the host for Productivity for the last few weeks now while we get our new host used to how we work in the company. But I'm very excited to say that we are now welcoming our new host for the Personal Productivity Show, Joanna Wickramaratna. How are you going today? Hey, I'm good, thank you. Excited to be here. I know, I'm very excited that you're finally taking over. Yeah. And you're finally running both of your shows now, both Productivity and Resilience. Yeah. So... Tell me a bit about how you sort of got getting along in the company and sort of the process that sort of came across when you started joining us. Yeah, I mean, when I first joined, it was, I think there was a lot to take in. It's so different from anything I've done before, but like meeting everyone and just getting settled in, like it's just been so great. And now I feel like I understand the processes a bit more and it just feels really comfortable. So yeah, it's been great. I'm really glad. And I think um, Gabriella, who was taking over the host, she's sort of the manager for us podcast hosts here. So she was really good. And, you know, she kept telling me how excited she was about finally having someone to take over the shows (laughs) and also like being a mentor to to someone new as well. So it's really nice to sort of have you on and take you on as little baby of the oh. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> She's fabulous. She's like helps so much. Yeah, so it was really great having her. Okay, so we are going to go and play a little get to know you and introduce yourself and sort of the hobbies and things and just for the audience to get to know you as well. I think it's really important. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we're going to play what we do with the guests and sort of get you used to doing it as well. So just say the first thing that sort of comes to your mind when I ask you these different questions. Okay. And it can be, it can be anything. <laughs> anything the first thing comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So the first one is a favorite book of yours. I would say the one I'm reading right now. So I'm currently currently reading um, I'm Glad My Mum Died by Janet McCurdy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm only like a few chapters in but it's so good so far that is on my to read list highly recommend everyone's been saying that it's so i love that it's so it sounds so dramatic when you start reading it and then you don't even realize how i mean she's not someone that you really see struggle in life Mm, like she's not a person that you really saw going through a lot but she went through a lot yeah exactly and you don't really get to see like the behind the scenes of like an actress or like someone famous there in their life and like how they've grown up and how they got to being famous. Mm-hmm. So it's just been so captivating reading like her going to auditions, like how her mum is and all of that stuff. Like it's just been so cool. Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds incredible. And it's on I've had the Goodreads list of things oh, that yeah. I really need to buy. Yeah. And that's definitely like one of them. Mm. 
But there are so many that I think TikTok has also made me want to oh buy. Oh, my God. So there is a lot yeah. of lists that I now have to find time for. Yeah, I, I try to stay away from, like, TikTok lists of books to read because I feel like everyone's reading them and I want to be, like, quirky and unique. But I just could not stop myself from buying this because I went on to Goodreads and I was reading all, like, the comments and the reviews and everyone was like, you have to read this. It's so good. So I was like, fine. Yeah, you I'll fell get into that for a bit. Yeah, and I literally <laughs> went to, like, five different bookstores to find it. It's not everywhere. Yeah, I know. They've, like, yeah sold out everywhere and it, yeah that's what happens when it's so popular <laughs> that's what happens when it becomes tiktok yeah famous. exactly yeah um so the next one is your favorite movie i have to say harry potter and i've said it like twice <laughs> already on the show but it's undoubtedly my favorite movie mm-hmm. but if i had to pick like another one it would be twilight yep yeah okay Classic. yeah we, we've talked about this i think just before before we started recording oh and yeah we're talking about the whole franchise yeah. and just how how insane how insane we sort of saw it as a kid and then seeing yeah. it again as we as we're an adult yeah it's so different it is so different I remember watching it as a kid and there was so much I did not understand probably because I wasn't supposed to be watching it yeah. <laughs> but now I watch it and I'm like wow like it makes so much sense and I feel yeah. like people just diss it a lot as a yeah. movie because they're like oh Twilight like whatever but it's actually really good yeah in my totally unbiased opinion no, no, totally unbiased. Yeah, totally. We're not gonna. I'm gonna have a. Yeah, I'm not gonna have an emotional attachment I'm to objective. a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're scientific. <laughs> we can look at things analytically. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, no, I think it was funny because when growing up, I was never allowed to see it. But then um, when New Moon came out, my mom actually snuck me and my sister in to watch it in the theater. Oh my god, that's so. <laughs> and good. that was the first time like Jacob took his shirt off and oh. all of that, and I was like, I'm like 14. <laughs> But I'm hooked. Yeah. And this girl's like screaming in the seats um, ahead of us. It was so funny. Wow, that's dramatic. And uh, people were just in love with the whole idea of him taking his shirt off for a second. I mean, I mean, it's it's Jacob though. You can't complain. No, exactly. Like a yeah. 14-year-old, I didn't understand. It's sort of watching that as a 25-year-old now. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, see, I see its point. Yeah. I see the reason why it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is a favorite podcast that you have. Um, I, I would say, um, there's true crime podcasts that I love. Mm-hmm. One that I haven't been listening to it like recently, but, um, Red Handed is a really good one. It's on okay. like Spotify, um, Apple podcasts as well, mm-hmm. it's pretty much everywhere, but it's such a good podcast. It's one of the first podcasts I actually started listening to. Oh, wow. And that was in my first year of uni. And I, cause I would take the bus from home to uni and that would be like almost an hour. Mm-hmm. So I had nothing to do. So I would just sit on there and listen to like an entire episode. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Why are podcasts about crime and thrillers so interesting? I could not tell you. I think it's just like... It's so bad, but just like how things unravel and unfold and you get yeah. like you're just so surprised by like what people are capable of in this world. Yeah. So the it, funniest thing for me is the fact that I get scared watching horror movies. Yeah. But I can sit and listen and watch a true crime oh. thing come on and not feel a thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. so weird. I'll fall asleep to it. Yeah. And then I watch a horror movie and I can't sleep for days. Oh, no, I'm the same. I'm the same. I watched Evil Dead Rise the other day um, oh. and I could, I did not watch a single bit of it. I was just like head in my arms the entire time. I was so scared, but I'll just be hooked on like a true crime podcast. I think it's because I can't see what's happening. So it's better. Yeah. But the fact that it's real life sort of adds, you should have yeah. add that sort of suspense 
to it, but it doesn't. No, it do- I'm like, okay, cool. It's like, cool, you cut, cut his arm off. Okay. Great, tell me more. <laughs> Watched one episode of Jeff Dahmer and then I'm like, I'm dying. Yeah, no, that was too much. Yeah. <laughs> now, the next one is a famous role model that you currently sort of see. Oh, I feel like my role models constantly change. It's more like who I'm like reading about or who's like in the news and I've seen like something they've done that's really great. Mm-hmm. I would say Emma Watson and I've said this before, okay. but I came across an Instagram post by her like a couple weeks ago and it was her 30 something birthday, I think 30th birthday maybe. Oh wow, okay. Um, and she made this massive post about like how far she's come from like the Harry Potter movies, all the different things she's tried in her life and failed and succeeded at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the, like, she's a businesswoman. She's an actress. She's an um, a activist as well. And it's really inspirational, especially being like so much younger than her. Seeing how she's like gone through like her twenties into her thirties now. Yeah, very and cool. It would be especially interesting the fact that you're just entering your you're entering your twenties as well. And you're yeah. sort of facing that sort of grown up sort of world that yeah. you're now you didn't see when you're like teenager. I feel like it's so different when you're talking about a teenager. And then looking into people who are a lot older than you and then you're sort of coming into that ages where you're similar to them and sort of having to face similar things. Yeah, exactly. Because like, for example, you get to being 16 or 18, like those milestones and you're like, wow, I wish I had someone or something that could have given me tips like before getting here and I wouldn't have made some of those mistakes or I would have done more of you know, whatever you wanted to do Mm -hmm. and having like role models who are older than you, especially like a lot older. It's a really great like point of not comparison but a way of sort of just learning as you grow older as well yeah I think for me especially when it comes to Emma Watson I love how she still went ahead and got her degree like she still went and studied yeah even on top all the things that she knows that she'll be known for like she's still okay she'll still be seen around the campus she'll still be exposed to all these students who would know who she is yeah but she's still like okay I want to get a degree I want to study I want to keep learning so she still did that. Even like, you know, people avoid paparazzi, people avoid yeah. all the um all the all the fans that are coming around her, but she's still like, Okay, I still wanna study. I still yeah. wanna and I think that is probably one of the things that I really admired about her as well. Like you still see photos of her on campus studying, but she's just there to study. Yeah, of yeah. course. Like she didn't let like her celebrity status stop her from doing yeah. like all the things that she wanted to do. Exactly. No, either she's a really cool role model. Role model. Yeah. Um. So the next last one is a favorite course that you've completed. Um. I would say probably the course I'm studying right now. I haven't completed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But um, getting there. I'm doing design and journalism at the moment, and I would mm-hmm. say my journalism degree has been so enlightening. And it's just been so cool reading and watching and doing assignments about the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently doing one about audio journalism, which Ooh. has been very interesting and very fitting for this podcast. Yes, you're perfectly studied for this. Exactly. Then. I am a professional. Um, but it's been just so interesting learning about it, but then also seeing it being um, like executed in real life, for example, here in this mm-hmm. studio. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think... I mean, this is why we hired her. She's like the perfect fit for the job. And I think like, especially when it comes to the two shows which you're doing, which is productivity and resilience, there is so much scope for learning something. Like I, especially when I was sort of taking over productivity for a bit, there was so much that I learned that I didn't know, like time management, blocking out times, blocking up hours and sort of to help your mindset do like 30 minutes 
studying and then 15 minute break yeah. in between. So that was something that like, it was very interesting to learn a whole lot more about it than I thought I ever would. Yeah. So I think productivity is the one that you would learn the most with. Yes, for sure. So yeah, I'm very excited to see how you take on, how you take on the two shows. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> so productivity, this is, you're going to be hosting this for however long you're going to be looking after this show. It's pretty much going to be your baby. Yeah. Um, so how would you define productivity personally? Um, to me, productivity is the ability to complete a bunch of different things at the same time. Um, I'm big on like multitasking. So I look at productivity as sort of the ability to multitask, but effectively. <laughs> um, it's about looking at everything you have to do and completing it efficiently and effectively, not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's about looking at quality, I think. That's what productivity is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a really good definition. It was so different to how I first defined it as. <laughs> yeah. I kept telling guests on the show that it's pretty much like a checklist that you're checking things off and making sure you get it done. Yeah. But it's so much more broad than that. Yeah. And I didn't realize when I sort of took on took on the show there was just so much that I didn't know Mm. it was very interesting and like we talk about so many things from like budget time management um procrastination which is something that I am very I should have taken that episode (laughs) over because that was insane yeah um but what's a few things that you really hope to learn from the show well, like obviously talking to experts, you're going to learn so much. So I'm hoping to learn even just new tactics that I can take on as an individual talking to different people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as much as it is to help like the audience watching these, it's like going to be really helpful for myself as well because productivity is something I value a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. This is, why you're the, this is why you're the host now. Perfect. <laughs> so what's something that you are really looking forward to talking about? Like if you've had a look at some of the topics. Yeah. That, so what's one thing that you're really looking forward to discussing? Well, you've mentioned procrastination. I hope I get a chance for it to come up in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, but procrastination is something I struggle with. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I'm very excited to be able to talk about it and just have a conversation with someone who knows a lot about it. And yeah, just dive right into it because you can Google procrastination, you can Google skills, you can talk to your friends about it, but I don't think you get to talk to professionals about procrastination very often. I think there was one episode, I don't know whether, I forgot whether I was hosting this one or not, but there was one episode in particular where you're talking about um, your brain and how it really affects procrastination and how your brain is just so stuck on things that you do like that it will never do things that you don't like. Yeah. And that the, that's where the procrastination kicks in. So it's yeah. not really procrastination. It's just your brain saying that you don't want to do this. Yeah. So it was very, I was like, okay, so if I, if my brain, if I'm procrastinating doing an assignment, it means I don't really want to do it. Yeah. But I know I have to. Yeah. That's actually a really great way of explaining it because that is exactly what I feel, but I don't think I would have been able to say it in the way you just said yeah. it. Because like when I'm doing like an assignment, I'm like, okay, I really can't be bothered doing it. But it's not because I hate the assignment. I just genuinely don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. And is your brain saying a way to take a break? Which is I was yeah. like, I think it's taking too much of a break sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, because I'll like put aside two hours to do my assignment. It's been like an hour and a half. I've just been on my phone. Yeah. I've gone to get snacks like <laughs> 10 different times. Doing one reading is a struggle. It just is. Reading one so hard. article. It's so hard. I'll read a sentence and I'll be like, okay, time to like reward myself for yeah. that. Go get a snack. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> literally i'm like okay one page one snack one page one snack. yeah my dog will come into my room and uh, then i'll be like oh there we go so much work. loophole <laughs> yeah so talking about productivity what's something that you are sort of struggling with in terms of being productive and also like holding yourself accountable for them I think I'm just so easily distracted, Mm -hmm. Um, like we were just talking about. Yeah, (laughs) Um, And I just find it so hard because I tell myself all the time, like you get so easily distracted and you just can't hold your attention on something. Mm -hmm. Like you need to figure out ways that you can be better because I'm aware of it Mm -hmm. and I know I need to do something about it. But then I just struggle to implement it sometimes. So that's like something I struggle with a lot, just being able to hold myself accountable for the things I know that are my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just comes back to being able to implement strategies that work for me. Yeah, the strategies that work, because they don't always work. Like yeah. there are so many different strategies that I think we talk about, or even we don't talk about, like we talk about with our friends and things like that, that just don't work for us. Yeah. Which is so interesting. Yeah. I think there was one last last time I did a recording for productivity on time management, and we were talking about the Porboro method where it's like oh. you study for 30 minutes yeah complete head-on studying then 15 minutes you can have do whatever you want so there was one client that she was working with where you're doing 30 minutes of intense study then 15 minutes you can watch k-pop you can watch anime you can watch whatever you feel like yeah and then go back into 30 minutes and keep doing that until it's done yeah and I was like for me I think that would work but I get too caught up in the 15 minutes same same so I yeah. wouldn't actually be productive in it so for me it's not about the time I think it's more about the activity itself I agree I'm exactly the same because when I get to that break I get really stuck in the mindset of being in like a break and I'll be like oh another five minutes oh another 10 minutes exactly yeah it's like 30 minutes I'll be thinking about what I can do in that 15 minutes yeah exactly no literally I'll just be taking that 30 minutes to plan what I'm doing in my 15 (laughs) minutes it's really bad but I don't need help I don't know what it is like I actually don't know why that is and I think that's going to be such a cool thing to sort of figure out throughout the show and I think a lot of audience members are sort of going to be feeling the same way because it's a biological thing apparently so I don't know how that works but (laughs) hopefully we have a scientist coming on the show soon. I'll ask them about it. Yes. (laughs) So talking about your own practices what's a practice that you do to sort of manage stress and also keep a positive attitude for a lot of things? Um, something that helps me manage stress a lot is planning. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big planner, like the start of every week, I've got my entire week planned out by the hour, um, which (laughs) sounds very (laughs) tedious, but it just helps me feel like in control. And it is another way that I manage procrastination because Mm -hmm. I would struggle to just have my day blank and just tasks sitting there. I would struggle to figure out how to do things. So having it all planned out just really helps me and it manages my stress because when I look at that list at the start of my day, I'm like, okay, cool. I know what I need to do and I know how my day is going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that helps me a lot. It's one of my strategies I use. Okay. Yeah. So how does it go in terms of like that, even the smallest tedious task as well? Do you have that sort of planned out as well? Sometimes, yeah, even as small as like setting time aside to read a book, like okay. I'll pop that into or like get groceries or something like that. Okay, like, they uh, don't seem small. <laughs> no, I'm like talking about the laundry, like for example, laundry. Okay, we need to fold laundry for a second. Do you have that Ooh, sort of um, planned out too? 
that's the thing. That's when I get distracted. So yeah. I'll be doing a task and then I'll be like, oh, that needs to be done. Okay. Let me go do that. Yeah. So that's kind of how I get the smaller things done. When I see them, I'm like, let's go do that. And then I have to push my schedule back. So there is like the pros and cons to doing it by the hour because yeah. it helps me stay like focused on what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I procrastinate. So mm-hmm. it pushes everything back by like three hours every day. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's sort of what happens. Like I used to do that hour planner as well. And then yeah. I used to just have, um, okay, all the big things will planned out. Like if I have a meeting, if I have uni, if I have a class yeah. and the travel time that it will take me to get there as well, to know when I need to leave. Yeah. But then it came to, okay, laundry put away. I'll do that later. Yeah. I'll do it when I get home. Yeah. I'll go for a walk when I get back. Like Mm. there's nothing that, that part I don't have planned, which made it impossible to keep track of what I'm supposed to be doing. And then for me, one of the struggles that I faced was when an assignment due dates came on. Like I'll have the due date and know when it's due but not plan each step that I need to do in order to take it. Oh, okay, yeah. So, okay, I need to do this step today, this one tomorrow, this one the next day, and then I can submit it. Yeah. But I didn't have that part down. So I just had like the due dates down, which is something that made it even more difficult Mm. to go through. So like that was was always the thing about me planning is that it somehow always ended up on my laptop. Yeah. Like no matter what, I have like the written journals forever – for the first half, like the first three months into the year, and then the rest of it will be on like the iCalendar. Yeah. Just, okay, I need to do this, I need to get this done, and that's it. Yeah, like I think I tried using like journals or like just little pieces of paper writing down what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I everything's on my notes now. I've just got like a notes page that's like my daily to-do. Yeah. Um, and it just goes on there. It's just so easy because of iCloud and it syncs onto my phone. It's on my laptop. It's everywhere I need. Exactly. Um, yeah makes it easier I know just makes it, I think technology sort of good in that way yeah but I feel like we're so reliant on it as well exactly yeah because I realized the other day like if something happens to my phone or my laptop or that notes page I accidentally delete it yeah I like it, it's gone it's gone like my life my life for the next week is yeah. gone like I'll have to re like figure that out again which stresses me out yes I know yeah. I feel like we we think about that I think about that far too often like yeah. the minute that my laptop goes my whole world is literally like done literally there's nothing else like I was stressing about it so much I copy and pasted my entire to-do list in an email to myself (laughs) and I sent it to myself just in case something happens I do that like once every two months just in case okay like yeah yeah well that's (laughs) that's how my fear manifests okay (laughs) I can imagine that happening and then I have all these emails to myself, which is really funny. But how are you going to unlock the emails if your phone goes and laptop I've goes? I've thought about that. I've thought about that. I will use someone else's device, log into my emails. Okay. It's all been thought up. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. You have a spare phone just on the side. I've got a contingency plan. Yeah. It's all good. Okay, now we're going deeper into the practice and habits yeah. of your own life. Um, What is... A practice that you currently do to motivate yourself to keep at a task? Um, I would say goal setting. Uh, sometimes I notice when, you know, I'm running out of like things to do or for example, it's getting to the end of like the uni semester and assignments aren't like taking over my life anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? I set some goals for myself, things that I want to do. And that really helps me. Um, yeah. It just really helps me stay accountable mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
what are three good things that you sort of realized when going about like setting goals and things like that? Um, it develop it makes you develop a lot of, of awareness um, mm-hmm. about like your life and different aspects of your life that you want to improve, um, things that you're doing really well at, mm-hmm. um, and it, you're le- you're able to give yourself a lot of credit for the things you do well, and then you're able to recognize the things that you can improve on. So, for example, if you're really great at getting like all your work done and like uni stuff done, but you're not so good at like assigning time for yourself, like to go for a run or mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever you like to do in your spare time, then you set that as a goal. So I don't know, next week go for a run and okay. setting, setting little goals like that. And it's also, it also helps with self-improvement. That would be like a second thing. Um, yeah. Cause I think everyone's always trying to get better, become a better version of themselves and goal setting is really great for that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now to transition into what are some of the challenges that sort of go through when setting goals? And I know there are a lot more challenges than there are of of the good things but so what are some of the challenges that you can think of one major challenge for me would be like being a bit too harsh on myself with goals Mm -hmm. sometimes you want to overachieve and you set the bar a bit too high for yourself and then when you can't reach that goal because it's too unattainable you're like oh well I've failed Mm -hmm. but um it's really just you like being too harsh on yourself Um, because sometimes it's so easy to be like oh so I haven't gone running for a while let's go run a 10k marathon like you know it just jumps to the extreme and you're like wait hold on maybe just go for like a 20 minute run and see how you go there (laughs) yeah so that's a big challenge that's probably one of the only challenges I face when it comes to goal setting so that whole idea of okay I haven't done it in a while let's go jump right back into it yeah especially when it comes to your body like running a 10k marathon yeah I feel like that's a big thing when you take a break like for me I took a break from the gym for a little bit yeah just because the last week of uni you don't really I don't really want to have to think about uni while I'm at the gym so I took a break and then I go back into it and I'm pushing up all the classes that I used to sign myself up for as if that I can still do it at the same level that I used to do it at yeah and the next day, my body was just like in utter pain. Yeah. Every part of me was just sore. Everything was just not working well. And I felt really bad to the point that I pushed my body to do things that it wasn't ready to do. Mm. So it's very interesting to see how how much of the goals that you set for yourself are just not really applying to how you can do it exactly yeah because you'll think of yourself as that person who could go to the gym and do all those classes like you used to Mm -hmm. but you haven't accounted for the time for the fact that you've taken time for yourself yes to focus on other things exactly yeah yeah so in terms of that how often do you usually practice the goal setting you said that you do it once a week or every week um I do try to do it every week but when I do it every week, it's more just like little goals, like tiny little things, like read a few more chapters of my book. Mm-hmm. So I'll set smaller goals for myself, especially when I'm really busy. So during the semester, I'm so busy with stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm not setting myself massive goals, just little things I know I can work towards and I can just slot in here and there, especially when I'm planning like my week out. Um, always make sure I put in one little thing that I can do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, how do you find the time to set all these goals or to even think about the goals that you do want to go through? I think it's more just, I'll just be going about my day and I'll have this sudden realization, oh, like you haven't been doing much of this or I'll be doing something and it just triggers a thought in my mind about, Mm -hmm. 
want something that I want to do more of or mm-hmm. someone will tell me about their trip to Europe and I'll be like, <laughs> I want to go on a trip now. <laughs> so like things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you separate that sort of the small goals to like the bigger goal? Like, for example, the um, trip to Europe is not something you want to do the next week. <laughs> yeah, It yeah. takes a while to sort of plan that out and go through that. So how do you separate those little goals that you do each week and the bigger goal that you sort of have for like the end of the season or things like that? Yeah. So for like a little goal with reading, I know that's not really hard. Like I can just put that in anywhere. But with like, for example, planning a trip or running a marathon or something like that, I would write it down in like a little list of like things or like goals that I have for myself. And then when I get time, I'll think about how I can plan them out. But also writing them down just gives me time to let it sit in my mind because sometimes I get excited about something. I'm like, let's do this right now. <laughs> and then two weeks passes and I'm like, okay, I'm over that. Yep. So it's, <laughs> okay. it's also about determining what's authentic to me. Okay. Yeah. That's really, I like that authentic to you yeah. phrase. I think that's such a good way to sort of describe how you want to go about your day. Cause it's not yeah. going to be like everyone else wants to do. It's not going to be like a whole group thing, but it's just what's pretty much authentic to you. Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah. we're so caught up in this like trend culture and like, if someone's doing something, you want to be doing it too. And yeah. I really try not to like engage in that, but sometimes like FOMO just runs through my blood <laughs> and I just, I have a fear of missing out on doing things, but then I have to remind myself that you can't do everything. Yeah. And yeah. Especially when you've got responsibilities as well. Like as you get older, those responsibilities kick in. Yeah. And you're like, I can't go to every concert that sort of comes about. Yeah. Can't go to every place that I want to go to. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So how do you think that goal setting has really impacted your own productivity as well as your understanding into how life goes? Um, I would say that it helps me like keep a bit of like progress on my life Mm -hmm. and just make note of how I'm like progressing and how I'm working through things in my life because sometimes like reflection is a big part of my life and that coincides with like the planning I do so if a week goes by and I've done all the things in my like to-do list I'll like reflect about it and it's also something I can look back on and it just really helps me sort of tie in just bit of self-reflection and self-evaluation into like how goal setting fits into my life as well okay. so yeah it, it's just all to help me and like help my future self is the kind of mindset I have on goal setting yeah uh, it's really it's I like the idea of goal setting I feel like it's such a hard thing to keep at and to sort of have those goals I mean it's different like small goals here and there but like having the big goals and small goals I feel it's easy to have big goals. Yeah. It's harder to have smaller go- goals. Yeah, exactly. Because there's some things that you think of every day, like reading a book, you don't really consider it a goal. A lot of people don't usually consider it a goal. They're like, okay, it's something that I can get to if I have the time, but I'm not going to like set up as something that I aim to achieve. Yeah. Because like reading book, I can start it the week after. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like sometimes it's really hard to reward yourself or feel like you deserve to be rewarded for doing the small things. Mm. Um, But I think that's also why it's really important because if reading isn't something you normally do, but you're telling yourself like to read something, Mm -hmm. then I think that's you pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and you deserve to be rewarded for that, even though it's a small goal to read like two chapters of a book or two pages of a book, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm screenshotting that little section and keeping that as a mantra. (laughs) Yeah. That's such a good way of thinking about it. Like it's so hard to, 
it's putting yourself out of your comfort zone, something you wouldn't do every week. Yeah. And you should be rewarded for that. Exactly. Yeah. So that is okay. I am keeping that as my personal motivator <laughs> now. Glad I've helped. <laughs> okay. So uh, to sum up this sort of episode and sort of talk about you a little bit more, what's one thing that you really want to gain out of taking over the show and out of talking about productivity? Yeah, I think... Like we're having a conversation about productivity now and it's been really great. (laughs) And I want to be able to just be able to have more conversations about this. I think um, sitting down with professionals and experts and being able to sustain like a conversation about different topics on productivity. Like I really want to be able to do that and have more meaningful conversations. And I think this is really going to help with that. Yeah, no, I'm really glad. And I'm, I can't wait to see how you take the show on and how you sort of make it your own. Um, this is such an interesting show for me to take over. And it's been so great to hold it for you while you get ready. And yeah. I am really glad to just pass on the torch now and get you to take it. And I can get back to my two shows full time. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much, Joanna, for sort of introducing yourself and getting to know the audience, for the audience to get to know you a little bit more. And I cannot wait to see you take over the show in the next few weeks or the next episode. And we'll see you again. Great. Thank you'll you be so in this much. Seat. You'll be in this side. A bit nervous, but I'm so excited too. <laughs> no, you'll do fine. Trust thank me. You. You're really good at talking. Oh, stop. Thank <laughs> you. All right. So, guys, Joanna, we'll see you guys in the next episode. And we can't wait to get to know you. You have been listening to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pp.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.